Hi, I'm Devin Moore, your host for Humanity Rising's Race to Speak Up podcast and founder of Hashtag Race to Speak Up, an anti-bullying organization. The Race to Speak Up podcast is a place where we have open and engaging conversations about bullying prevention, how to be upstanders, and how we are making a positive change in our communities. So the question now is, how do you race to speak up? Hello, and welcome to the Race to Speak Up podcast. I'm your host, Devin Moore. I'm super excited about today's guest. Her name is Shantae Miller-White, affectionately known as Miss Shawnee. Miss Shawnee is a wife, mother, businesswoman, author, and community advocate that has positively impacted thousands of children and their families in Virginia and across the country. Ms. Shawnee is the CEO and founder of Parents Against Bullying Virginia, an organization that empowers the youth, their families, and communities to stand up against bullying. Ms. Shawnee created Parents Against Bullying after her family experienced the traumatic effects of a devastating bullying incident that, her, that directly affected her daughter. And this, of course, is a parent's worst nightmare. Thankfully, Ms. Shawnee has turned this negative situation into a positive and is helping others. Welcome, Ms. Shawnee. How are you today? I'm wonderful, and thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm so glad to be talking to you today. Now, you. now tell us about how your journey began. Take us back to the day you learned about your daughter's attack. Um, it happened in 2012, and I'll give the, a brief um, description of what happened. I have three girls, but this incident happened with my twin girls, Ayana and Kiana. Um, Ayana was attacked by her bully. She was actually kicked in the head for a total of 17 minutes on the school bus. Um, this young lady had been picking with her, and I didn't know about it. The twins were having conversation, um, I guess, because it was two of them. It was, you know, they were able to talk amongst each other. It was on the third week of the sixth grade, so it was a transformation of going into middle school from elementary school. Um, like I said, it was only the third week of school, and my, my twins, this was the first time that they remember riding a school bus. I wanted them to get acclimated of being around, you know, their peers, so this was very devastating to me because I felt like if I wouldn't have had them on the bus this wouldn't have happened but yes she was kicked in the head for a total of 17 minutes and they said three inches to the left if that girl would have kept kicking her she would have died instantly on the bus so I, I'm very grateful that she's still here today I know a lot of parents are not able to say that and that's why I push so hard to try to be proactive with just teaching people awareness and signs of what to look for and just to speak up and speak out against bullying because I did not want to um, want another person to go left alone or feeling like they had to be alone for anything such as this. And I didn't want anybody else to have to uh, go through something like this. But of course, we know that this happens and even worse situations happen. But I try to do our part by at least spreading awareness and being a voice for the voiceless and teaching those that don't have a voice how to have a voice or just speaking for them, being able to speak up and speak out against bullying. Ms. Shawnee, it hurts my heart to hear how your daughter was brutally attacked and we do need to continue to speak up. So after your daughter was hurt, how long was it before you founded Parents Against Bullying? It was a couple of months. Um, it happened in September of 2012. Um, so I wanna say almost a year had went by because um, in 2013 was when Parents Against Bullying started, but May, um, 
May of that following year is when I had the first event, which was a family fun day. And that was just an event that I wanted to host to give people information and have different vendors available um, for anything that you may need in life, whether it was a social worker, a police officer, a um, just someone to talk to or advocate from school counselors or anyone. I just had um, over 30 um, vendors out just to be able to talk to these families and children of all ages to be able to see what is it that we need throughout a day-to-day basis and being able to, like I said, to speak up and speak out against bullying and having different people to stand together. So that was the first event. Uh, and we had that as an annual event every year. Then we started doing more annual events like the 1000 Youth March and other things. Well, I completely get the need to create change, and that's why I founded Hashtag Race to Speak Up, my anti-bullying organization. And so I know that you speak at schools. What are you teaching students, and what are their responses? Um, Teaching them, one is that, you know, that old saying of sticks and stones may hurt my bones and um, words will never hurt me is something that is incorrect because words will stick with you forever. And then teaching them the different types of bullying. We have to break down the educational piece and just letting them know that, listen, take a second, take three minutes because that three minutes, that three seconds rather could change somebody's life. It can, you, you can post something on whether it's cyberbullying or you can say something out of your mouth, whether it's in school and those words you can't take back or those actions you can't take back, it's already done. So teaching them the different types, what to do, what to look for as far as the adults are concerned. So there's a plethora of things that, that we teach them when we go out to these schools and communities, whether it's a church, a school or what have you. But the basis is to teach them what it is, what bullying is, because a lot of people don't know what it is. Very true. And so outside of schools, where else do you speak? Churches, community centers. Uh, oh, my goodness. So many places that I've spoken over the years. This, because this makes the ninth year. Um, I can't even keep up. And I'm very grateful um, for everyone that I have come in contact with and everyone that has come in our path. So August 25th is Bully Free Day in the state of Virginia. Can you tell yes. us about your involvement in it? Yes. Um, we asked the governor to give us a proclamation to have the state of Virginia to stand with parents against bullying to make that a day where everybody just take a stand. And that day is recognized as bully free day because our hashtag is uh, no bully zone. So our campaign is a no bully zone to have no bully zones everywhere, whether it's schools, businesses, stores, it doesn't matter wherever people are restaurants, wherever people are, that's what we wanted. Um, just like a no smoking sign, you see that everywhere. So we want the no bullying sign, same same type of you know locations and as many places as they, that, that you see that. So the 25th has been recognized for the last three years. August 25th has been recognized for the last three years as Bully Free Day, as they're staying, the state of Virginia standing with Parents Against Bullying and just everyone all across the state of Virginia and everywhere that we take a stand, we recognize that we raise our palms for the day. We had hashtag no bully zone, P-A-B-V-A. And we just make it a day that we keep spreading awareness, just showing how we all stand together in unity and spread that speak up and speak out message. We do need to spread that speak out and speak out message. Hashtag no bully zone. Every state needs a bully free day. You and I are working so that others won't have to go through bullying. You wrote a book called Let's Push, A Guide to Combat Bullying. Can you tell us about it? Yes. 
Um, let's push a, com a guide to combat bullying is just is a small guide, um, just, just a start of just letting people know, like I said, what bullying is, some tips for that you can understand whether you're a zero to a hundred, um, and just telling the story about um, the the background about parents against bullying also and like I said just giving that resource guide and giving other information on where you could go to find more information other links other websites other companies organizations or what have you so that was the first book and I plan to write many many more books but that was my first one and I was definitely grateful to be able to at least get that out so that people can have something because I felt like I was getting so many calls and so many emails from all over the world that I, I know that I wasn't going to be able to talk to each and every person so if I was able to do a book, then people that I may not be able to get to would be able to put their hands on that and be able to get some of those questions answered that they do call me with or email me with. Ms. Shani, I'm so thankful that you wrote a book that not only gives tips about bullying prevention, but it allows for others to learn about a real life bullying situation, your real life bullying situation. When you yes. share a story, when you share your story, it lets others know that you're not alone. There's more that are going through this bullying and we can work together to put an end to it and works for, we can work for a greater change, a positive change in the world. You are Absolutely. also the CEO of Push Professional Consulting. Can you yes. tell us about this? Yes, PUSH Professional Consultant. Well, PUSH stands for Patience, Understanding, Stability to Handle Your Business. And like I said, I was getting so many calls on, you know, for advice or help or some, you know, something that I have been through that, you know, maybe I could assist them with. So I said, you know what? I need to make this a business as well because of the fact that this is, I'm giving out information tips and I'm even going in to advocate for families um, in, inside of schools, jails, courts, and what have you. So um, my godfather kept talking to me. He's like, you know, you should be a consultant one day. And I was like, really? Like, I didn't know. But I thought about it. I said, you know what? You're right. So I turned it into Push Consultant LLC um, for about three years now. And um, so, yeah, that's that was the birth of that. I from Parents Against Bullying Virginia. Miss Shawnee, that's amazing. I mean, starting with an idea and going through with it, I mean, the whole thing with Parents Against Bullying, starting with something that happened and then just going with there to create change, professional consulting. And so you are also working with an educational program called Starbright's Kids or Starbright Kids. Can you tell us about it? Yes. Um, right before the pandemic happened, um, there was a puppet ministry that was following Parents Against Bullying. And I always thought, I said, I wanted to do something with them. I just didn't know what. I wanted to partner with them for something. Um, well, we started to work together. And I said, you know what? Let's create something for Parents Against Bullying that we could continue to spread awareness even through being you know, in the puppet program. Um, because it's not just a puppet show, it's a puppet program where we're able to do puppet program shows on, you know, across the internet. Plus, once we're able to be able to travel again, we'll be able to go in person and things of that nature. So Starbright Kids was birthed from that over this pandemic. Um, and I'm so happy to be working with SCBC Puppets and Praise. They're my partners with that. But Starbright Kids is our new baby, which is our puppet program. And I'm just so excited. Olivia is one of our main characters. And Olivia was my grandmother's name. And she's passed on. And so I'm that character is Olivia. And Winfred is the male character, which is my godfather. And those were two influ influential people that were in my life. So I said, well, let's start with them. 
So it really has birthed into something bigger than I ever thought, but we have a whole lot more in store that we're working behind the scenes. And I cannot wait for the world to see what's going on with Starbright Kids. I can't wait either, Miss Sonny. It's great that Starbright Kids gives children um, a way to learn about how to create a world of self-love and positivity. And learning it from a young age, it aids in creating a better world for future generations. Absolutely. With this, and you know um, as well as I do, Debbie, you have to get creative. It's not that we're trying to make this fun and games, but we want everybody to be able to understand it. Um, we get very creative, but it's a very serious message behind each and everything that we do. So Starbright Kids along with Parents Against Bullying is a very serious situation, it's a very serious message, but we have to make sure that we continue to make sure that everyone understands that you can understand at any age, any level or what have you. So we have something for everyone. We want people to take what we're learning or what they're learning from us and use it in their everyday life, like hashtag no bully zone, Starbright kids, we want them to use it in their everyday life to create a better world. Yes. Working to make real changes in this world is very rewarding, but what has been the most challenging part of your journey? Um, the most challenging part, I have a couple, but one that I can think of right off the top of my head is, um, you know, you, you work so hard and you try your best to save the world and you can't save the world. You have to understand that you may only be able to help one person out of a thousand people that you talk to, but, but key in on that one person and continue to keep pushing. Don't let anything uh, tear you down and don't let that stop you because you weren't able to save all a thousand because we can't do it that way. Um, this And things that happen to us is not for us. So I also keep that in mind as well and just continue to use whatever piece of positive from it because that test from the 2012 that I gave you that happened on the bus was our testimony now. So this journey still is going to have tests. So we're just going to keep building on our testimony. So I have to hold on to our positives and change them in, our, our negatives and change them into positives because we wouldn't be able to have a mental straight, you know, being if we weren't able to do it that way. You know, something that I tend to say is, well, what you said, like we, just helping one person and helping them learn um, about bullying prevention or just having that or helping them in their bullying situation, it always brings a warmth to my heart. It helps not only them, but it also helps me because I know I'm doing good and I know that we're doing good. What has been the most rewarding part about your Parents Against Bullying journey? Um, to see children, even adults, um, like even in public and I, I may not know them, but they know who I am and they may come up to me and ask, can they hug me or just say thank you or want to share their story and just say, you know, something that I may, may have said at one time or something that they saw on the Internet from me or what have you change their life and help them be able to speak up and speak out. That's the most rewarding thing in the world, because you just don't know what people are going through. And you just don't know that one thing that you might have said to make somebody smile that might have been frowning could have saved their life. So that's the most rewarding thing to me is being able to see someone else smile, even when they may have been going through a very dark time. And knowing that I that that they know that I'm here no matter what. I might not be there right in that physical, but I'm a phone call away, an email away, or what have you. So that's the most rewarding thing to me. It's not about any accolades. I have a room full of um proclamations and awards and things of that nature, but that that 
it means something to me, but it doesn't mean as much as a smile on someone's face or just knowing that, okay, they survived. They can, they can continue to push or they're still here because there's so many families that, that their kids are not still here. You know, that bully side is really, is really serious. So, you know, like you said, we can't save them all, but the one or two continues to have us to keep pushing and do what we know that we need to do, what we're here for, what our assignment is. I completely agree with you, Ms. Shawnee. I mean, there's been so many people who have reached out to me and they said that whether it be them just telling me about their bullying situation so that I can help them, or they just need a friend because they've gone through bullying and they know how hard it is, or even them just reaching out to me because of the positivity that I promote on my social media. They do want to talk. They do want to speak up. We just have to encourage them. We have to let them know that we're here. We're here for them and we will always be here for them. Like you said, Oh, phone call away from not in the physical, a phone call away, Zoom call away. We're here. Right. It's, that's definitely a rewarding part of both of our journeys. Absolutely. I know, I know what's extremely, I know something else that's extremely rewarding for me is being a teen ambassador for Parents Against Bullying. What's the importance of having teen ambassadors for Parents Against Bullying? Being able to have you guys' um, opinion, having you guys to be able to do what you like to do as far as um, speaking up about this particular topic, being able to have see you guys grow and go, meaning to do uh, what you love to do just in your own element and not me having to tell you what to do, but you tell me what you would like to do with this platform. So I, I admire each and every one of the teen ambassadors that I have. I love each and every one of you guys. And I love to see the things that you guys do as far as, because you guys are very creative and you get very creative. And I give you guys that leeway to be able to do whatever it is you want to do. And I have no problem with giving you guys that platform. So that's very rewarding to me. And it warms my heart that it allows you guys to have the voice and not an adult telling you what to do or how to do it or why to do it or what, or, or which way to do it. So that's my big piece with that. And I know that you just said that we're creative. Can you um, give examples of how we show this message of no bully zone? I know that you have ambassadors, including me posting on our social media, our messages of no bully zone, or just don't be a bully. You need to understand what that means. So can you tell us more about how we, you know, or give us examples of how we do that? Um, well, one is you guys do 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 videos and you do um, put things on your own platforms. They you guys run our Instagram and our Twitter accounts. Um, also, um, we take pledges. You, you guys get people to take the pledge to to state they're going to join us with this whole speak up and speak out against bullying and hashtag no bully zone PAB or what have you. Um, so it's so many things. And then you guys still are adding more things to the platform of creative abilities to be able to continue to spread the word. And y'all young minds are much younger than Miss Shawnee. So y'all can come up with some amazing things. I'm just like, okay, let's do it. You know, so, um, so yes. So that's just to name a few things. I am always happy to uh, not only hear that, but always happy to add on to the Parents Against Bullying, No Bully Zone um, message. And so what are your hopes for Parents Against Bullying moving forward? Oh my goodness, that we add more ambassadors, that uh, more people take a stand with us. Um, 
that we continue to grow the message and more people take it serious to really stand, speak up and speak out and stand with us to stand against bullying because it's serious. We're losing too many of our youth, our adults. Um, this message is very serious and it goes hand in hand and people don't know it. It goes hand in hand with so many other things such as gang balance, um, gun balance, domestic violence, all those things go hand in hand. Gangs are just organized bullies. So people don't look at it like that. And you know, and, I, and so I need for them to open their mind and open their horizons and take a stand with us so we can continue to grow this message so we can one day just stop the bullying. Bullying comes in way too many different forms. It shows itself even in the simplest ways, whether it just be like saying something, saying something online that's rude or saying something at school that's rude about someone, but it's repeated, it keeps going on. So I wanna ask you, how can we promote more positivity in our lives as the youth? Could it be on social media? How do we bring it back to the schools? I know we've been talking about the no bully zone, but how are we able to promote more positivity? Um, I think right now, I think social media is the way. And you guys have so many platforms that you can use. I know this one is TikTok. TikTok seems to be the, the, the new thing now. And, you know, making more TikTok videos about just the importance of standing against bullying and um, getting creative that way. It's, a, it's I, I don't want to sound, um, how can I put it? I'm just going to say it. Um, Social media is, is just the way. It's just like, that's what everybody is like key into and they, and they cling to and, you know, they listen to and they follow that stuff. And like, it's like you you go viral and, oh, let me just do it. You know, this, like this crate challenge. I'm like, let's take things that are serious, like no bullying as much as we do this, this crate challenge. Come on, you're hurting yourselves. We're hurting with this bullying and we're hurting inside and out. How can we make this grow and go just as fast as this crate challenge? That's very true. I mean, we see stuff like that, stuff that's trending. Um, but why can't positive messages when it comes to bullying or just when it comes to promoting um, kindness, promoting confidence, why can't that be trending? Why can't that be the main thing that we look at? You know? It can be, but you know, a lot of the times it, it will take a um, a famous person to say it and do it. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to do it because X, Y, Z has done it. Oh, did you see that such and such said something about it? Oh, we're going to do it now. So it's like, it, it it's like, it, it depends on who says it or who catches on or who starts to promote it or, or who puts the check mark on it or what have you. Then it starts to be trendy. I mean, I hate to say it, that's true. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, I see all these, whether it be just internet famous people or these like superstars, them saying that one thing, people run with it. People, yes. they listen to that. They use it in their everyday lives. It could just be like a phrase. They use that in their everyday lives. Why don't we use um, the phrase, how do you race to speak up? How do you promote this positivity in your life? Or can this needs to be a no bully zone? We need to race to speak up against bullying. We need to create a space where we can feel comfortable in ourselves. Yes. I mean, when you're going to school, you shouldn't have to be going through bullying. You shouldn't have to feel this, this fear of being in a classroom with your bullies. Yet that's not what you're going to school for. Or even online, doing whether it be online school or just in general, people shouldn't be saying things about you. 
But that's why we have us change makers to yes. create that change, to create that safe space. Even with this podcast, the Race to Speak Up podcast is a safe space for us to talk about our journeys, us yes. to talk about how we're promoting kindness and helping others. Yes. Donnie, you are very strong. I mean, even after going the, through the horrible effects of your daughter's attack, you continue to push forward in order to create a bully-free world. Another way that you've shown your strength is by being the survivor of throat cancer. You're the ambassador for the Head and Neck Cancer Alliance. Can you tell us about this? Yes. Um, you know, this is all that I have been doing for years is talking, right? And um, two years ago, I was coming down the street and I kept feeling this this lump in my throat and I didn't know why and I was you know I was fighting with the doctors for about six weeks and I was just like you know just you know can you do something about it because it was just getting larger and larger and I didn't know that I was literally um choking to death and I was still on on school tours no one knew it um I was still I had speaking engagements I was at schools where I was doing two and three thousand students at a time running around the gymnasiums hollering screaming and having fun or what have you. But afterwards, I would literally be choking to death. Going to sleep, I would be choking. Um, at the time, my husband, he was my fiance, then would wake me up. And, you know, it, it was times that, you know, it could have been I, I didn't wake up. But, you know, I fought and um, went to, to have one surgery done. And they came back and said, you know, they, they found cancer in my throat um, and that they had diagnosed me with head and, head and neck cancer. And it was in stage one, thank God, because I, like I said, I was fighting with the doctors to just remove my tonsils, just do whatever you need to do to, you know, to get this feeling out. I wasn't in any pain. I just kept choking. Um, and I, out of the, out of, you know, the blue, and I didn't know why. And um, they thought that, you know, that I wasn't going to have a voice after they did the second surgery. And I have a scar from behind my neck to the middle of my throat. And I was in a surgery for seven and a half hours my second time. And they were just a couple of months apart, my first and second surgery. So people didn't know what I was going through. I still took phone calls in the ICU unit talking to parents. And the doctor was like, ma'am, you should not be on the phone. And, you know, I just... I don't know. I have the love for helping. I just have that sense of wanting to help people. And I was literally on my deathbed, Devin, and I didn't even know it. And um, I'm just grateful to still have a voice. And I know that it is a reason that I have a voice. And that's why I won't stop speaking up and speaking out against bullying and whatever else that I have to do to keep spreading the message, spreading awareness. And I am happy to say I'm cancer free. This is my second year um, as of August the what was that? August the 12th um, of this year it was my second year anniversary. So I'm just praying and thanking God that I'm still here and able to still talk to you guys and still work as hard. And people ask me all the time, well, why do you still push like this? Is your girls are have graduated college now. And I'm like, it's not about my girls. This isn't just about them. It's about other people. And that meant that what happened to us was for us to help others. Because my girls still have times where they are down just, you know, from what happened to them in the sixth grade and they're 20 years old now. So it, it does, that scar doesn't go away. We just have, to, like you said, encourage them, go day to day and keep, you know, speaking life into them. And, um, and that's about it. That's all I can do. Miss Shani, you really are strong. You wonder woman. <laughs> the way that, what? I'm sorry. It's not easy, but I have to do it. 
I know it's not easy. I mean, I can only imagine going through throat cancer or just cancer in general, which God forbid, but still being someone who's so confident and passionate. I mean, I understand being passionate about helping others. I mean, you go online. I remember there was this one time, this is dealing with cyberbullying. I went online, it was on social media, and I saw this, it was a collage of a bunch of young, young children who were, they killed themselves. They killed themselves because of bullying, which is not at all right. But it's, well, there's no but about it. It's not at all right. This is why we need more people like us. This is why we have people like us to help others, to show others that there's a way to speak up. You have your voices and you need to use them. We're encouraging that. We're not only educating, but we're letting them know that we have our stories where you're, it's not only you who's going through bullying. We're going through, we've gone through it and we've chosen to do something about it. And we want to help you do something about it. So Miss Shawnee, this is a great conversation. My last question for you is how can people find you? Tell us your social media platforms and your website. Yes, our website is www.pabva.com. And on Instagram, we're p.a.bva. And on Facebook, we're Parents Against Bullying Virginia. Um, So please, by all means, if you need to reach out to us or just want to take a stand with us, please follow us, reach out to us, contact us, or what have you. We're here to stand with you and for you. Thank you so much for sharing your inspiring journey with us, Ms. Shawnee. The work you're doing is important and it is the positive change that we need in this world. Thank you all for listening. I hope to see you guys at future Race to Speak Up podcasts. If you have any questions about the Race to Speak Up podcast, feel free to contact me at racetospeakup at gmail.com. Make sure to follow at Race to Speak Up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for updates on future podcasts. For Humanity Rising scholarship opportunities, visit our website, www humanityrising.org. Remember to ask yourself this question. How do you race to speak up?